0: in a turn of events or change of events, uh, I'm going to introduce us this, uh, this, this episode. Uh, so welcome to the therapist invitation. Uh, I'm Dr. Mark Mayfield, uh, with, uh, my good friend
1: Trevor Sharon,
0: and uh, we're excited, uh, for you to join us on this second episode. If you haven't freaked out about the change and yeah. <laughs> went running for the hills. Um, but we want to invite you into today's conversation and I think it'll be a good one. Um, well, at least for us, hopefully yeah. for others as well. But Trevor introduced this topic to us as we yeah. we talk about this idea of equity.
1: Yeah. So if you listen to last episode, we talked about some of the switch of candid to therapist invitation was... About equity, um, but I think there's so much more to that conversation, and and I think you know not to be the the stereotypical um, best man at a wedding giving the speech, but <laughs> Webster's Dictionary defines <laughs> equity. E- equity is essentially just how do we make things uh, in a way that are fair. Probably isn't the best word for yeah, it. I don't but, like the word fair because um, I think it's so. Fair is just such a loaded word.
0: Well, oh, it is. Cause like somehow I deserve.
1: Yeah. To be. I think it's, it's more like when we talked about the, the relationships that we have should be reciprocal. I think that fits nicely into what it means to have an equitable relationship where it doesn't, it isn't like one equals one. Uh, because I think that there are things that Mark has given to me in our relationship that I could never return to him and vice versa. Mm -hmm. But there's a sense that in our relationship, there is equity. We see each other as, as the, you know, having the same value is one start starting point. Yep. And another one would be that we both have something to offer in the relationship. That is a value. Mm -hmm. And I think that this goes beyond, and we'll probably touch on this later on the episode as well. This touches not just on interpersonal relationships between two people, uh, but in families and in businesses and in governments and worldwide, I think that equity is something that is being challenged right now because there's a lot of note on what's not equitable.
0: Well, let me ask you this question. Uh, you're not talking about socialism.
1: No. You're not talking
0: about the idea that, you know, because I have it, you deserve it.
1: No. I think that would be the one to one.
0: Right. But I think sometimes we think that for things to be equal, it has to be. Yeah. At least that's kind of where our minds go to. So it's not that.
1: Well, and I think for me, as I'm kind of exploring it, I would think that maybe equity is a personal perception of others. I've talked earlier in candid kind of conversations about how hard it was for me to learn the the lesson my mom taught me of the preciousness of others, seeing right. other people as precious. Because and having you're a
0: human being, you have <laughs> preciousness. Exactly, you know, you're, you're special.
1: Yeah. And so I think the equity maybe just starts as a personal perception of others that they are valuable and they have something to offer.
0: Yes, I think very much so because you know I think about our relationship as it's evolved over. Um, the last four and a half years, five years, whatever it's been,
1: a six, maybe, I don't, I don't know, know whatever. whatever I lost track of. Time. <laughs> um,
0: it started out by you picking up the phone and mm. because somebody said, Hey, you should talk to, to Mark mm-hmm. before I was doctor. Right. You know, <laughs> and, 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 and a distinct honor, I <laughs> distinct, <say. laughs> yes. but you know, but, but you somebody said, Hey, you should go talk to him, pick his brain. Yeah. Well, you took it one step further. Like I remember very vividly you asking, "Hey, uh, uh, you're, you're gonna mentor me." Mm-hmm. I don't think you gave me a, a choice. <laughs> like it was like, "Okay." Yep. And I, I remember hanging up the phone, going, "I like this guy." <laughs> and I told Sarah about that too. Like, "Okay, this guy knows what he wants," yeah. you know. And so it wasn't like um, you felt like you deserved it, but you mm-hmm. knew what mm-hmm. you wanted. Yeah. And you were going after it. Yeah. Right. And so it was my then my opportunity or my choice to. Reciprocate that yeah. with a a yes or a no, mm-hmm. and you know I wonder you know and you know, the what ifs, but yeah. if I would have said no, not yet, yeah, you know how would you have responded? And I think that's the 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 uh, what we're seeing now in some of these things is sure. you know, but but the equity piece is no, I responded because yeah. I saw the passion, I saw the desire, I'm like this 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 guy's yeah. gonna
1: do something. Well, and I think that there's a way that both responses of the yes and the no could have been equitable. Sure. Because I because I think as really as I'm talking about it I think the point that I want to get to in fully understanding the word equity is that it's not a one-to-one ratio because I think it's so easy for us in English language to hear equity and think equals and go back sure. to elementary math right. of you know one and one over five in a fraction equals 0.5 right and, and all that and and I don't think that's the way it is I think that you know maybe if you had said like hey trevor i really respect your pursuit and the the motivation that you have for growing and learning And also, I don't believe that I have the margin to do you justice as a, as a mentor. Mm -hmm. I don't think that I have the space in my life right now where I could give you what I would want to give you. Here's a few people that might be able to, and I'll give it, I'll give them a good word on your behalf.
0: uh, That would have been equitable.
1: Very, it would have been, so it would have been very respectful, very caring, very, you've put an effort into this relationship and I'm going to honor that effort.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but it didn't just like you didn't just make that phone call and then we grabbed coffee that one time and mm-hmm. then it was like, um, like feed me, right? Like it was it, from the start, it was reciprocal. Yeah. Because I think, you know, you, you, uh, were invested in not only your growth and outcome, but like, how do I make this beneficial mm-hmm. for both? And then, you know, when, when, you know, you, did it again and asked for a job and all that, yeah. you know, but it was never like, I technically I never, it was my wife who asked. it, it was true. That was, yeah, it was, it was your wife that asked you for <laughs> and, a job. and
1: asking might be a little bit too gracious.
0: <laughs> Told me. Yeah. Love you, Brie. <laughs> Good job. Um, but it wasn't, again, it wasn't, there wasn't an expectation for a handout. Yeah. Right. Right. There was the expectation of I'm got to bring something to the table and it's absolutely probably got to be better in my mind then it is gonna be you know, expected of me or whatever yeah. because of the the offer or the yeah. yes. So you know, it's that I, I think it all comes back to um the heart of the ask, the heart mm-hmm. of the individual mm-hmm. and and the heart behind the relationship. Mm-hmm. Like there have been times in my life where I've pursued a relationship or a friendship or a mentorship relationship because I wanted something out of it. Mm. Yeah. Right? Definitely. And, and I think in, in some ways there's nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. but if that was the only reason, yeah. uh, I don't think that would be equitable. Or the only relationship. Or the only right. relationship, right? That would be equitable. Yeah. Um, because people start calling into question, is he only asking me because he wants my expertise or he wants my uh, connections or he wants yeah. my... And, and so that's where it doesn't become equitable right. or is not re- reciprocal. Um,
1: yeah. So maybe it's unfair to say that every relationship should be equitable. I don't know. What do you think? I'm trying to dissect that. Cause I think there are some really like, yeah, I don't know. There's probably some situations that are not equitable that maybe they'd be better if they were. I know that, you know, for me, I've had a lot of struggles with, you know, the church Mm -hmm. as a system Uh, and, and I go to a big church. So that's kind of where the the problem stems from, where it felt like my perception of what a pastor is supposed to be is somebody who is investing into the congregants and not just getting on stage and talking and have everybody watch them. Right. And for a long time, that hasn't been the experience. And so it hasn't felt equitable uh, because there's not actually a connection between congruent and pastor. There's not um, a mutual pursuit of understanding each other mm-hmm. uh, or, or to getting to know each other past like a name basis. And, and as I'm exploring, I think part of that is normal and kind of just the way that it has to be. Cause you know, one person cannot have a close relationship with 500 people. That's just not within our capacity as humans right um but another part of me thinks like nor healthy nor healthy but another part of me thinks like if that was something that was more in the realm of possibility maybe there's only 30 people that the person has to connect with that that equity of i care about you you care about me we're going to ask about each other and connect uh, would be more meaningful than the system that's in place now and also, I think I'm coming against that problem of it just doesn't seem realistic.
0: Well, so what I'm hearing you say is at, with, for an equitable relationship to happen, there has to be realistic expectations.
1: Hmm. Nice reframe, therapist. <laughs> <laughs> just
0: throw that out there. No, that's good. Is that is that what I'm hearing?
1: I think so. That, w- that makes sense to me. Okay. And what does that mean to you?
0: Well, I just, I, I think about... Um, one of the the people I respect most in this world uh, is John Eldridge, mm. uh, just because of. of and I'm, I, he's not perfect; he's not God. I mean, he'd laugh at that statement, you know. But like, he is he has experienced life and done things in a way that has helped him reorient how he engages in relationship. Mm. And you know, I've I've been privileged to spend you know, two or three times of, of just one-on-one time with him. And then he did a training for our staff Mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. So I don't, I wouldn't say that we're friends. um, But I would say that I've learned a lot from him Mm -hmm. in that, you know, he, he's taught me that, that there needs to be mindfulness and intentionality and prayer into every relationship that we Mm -hmm. engage in. I think for this very conversation Mm -hmm. and I'm not trying to put words in his mouth, but I'm wondering if it is for this very conversation that, that for relationships to be meaningful and, and to be impactful um, they have to be an intentional equity equity about them uh, or they could be damaging. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, and I'm wondering as you're talking, we've talked about intentionality before. I wonder if some of the equity that we might be talking about too is if I'm having a conversation with you, I'm in the conversation. Yeah. Like that, I, it's kind of that honor of the other person. I'm not going to be distracted as I'm talking to you.
0: And there's so many times when people are.
1: I know. And I think, I mean, to call us out, you and I are pretty guilty of not doing that. Like in personal relationships, right. obviously therapy is different. Right. But like, even with you and I, I know there's times that, you know, I'll be on my phone scrolling Facebook. You'll be talking to me about something and I'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and vice versa. And, and that, you know, we do it. We're not perfect in that. But I think that maybe some of the equity is making that decision internally that if I'm going to enter into a conversation or relationship with somebody that I'm not going to allow myself to be so distracted by other things. And I'm really going to focus on what's happening now.
0: Well, and I think that goes back to what, what John has said is that you prayerfully consider uh, the relationship before you say yes, because if you don't Mm -hmm. have the margin to be, intentional and 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 engaging yeah then you probably should say no yeah and that's stuck with me mm-hmm. you know i think i've said no to a lot more things this last year and a half or so than i ever would because i've been a yes man so mm-hmm. much because i care about people that then the quality of those relationships suffers yeah you know and and um i have to be okay with the no Knowing that that might actually hurt the expectations or the ego or mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. of somebody that's, the a- that's asking, yeah um, does that make sense? It I, does. I, yeah
1: you know. well, and I, yeah, I think that does make sense of if we want to pursue equity in our relationships, we have to have the margin for that. Mm-hmm. And we live in a society that believes that you know the more Facebook friends you have, the more friends you have. That's and true. That though, having Trevor, more Trevor, friends. Trevor, that's that is true. Oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. up to 777
0: <laughs> Facebook friends. Like, oh, see,
1: I keep going down more. Watch and more. out, people. <laughs> <laughs> no, um. You know. And and that's you know we don't have the capacity or the margin as human beings to maintain equitable, caring, meaningful relationships with that many people. You know, I would wager to say that the real relationships that we have probably limited past family to like five.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I could count five couples that I feel like that, you know, and it doesn't have to be every weekend. It doesn't have to be every right. day. But when we're together, we pick up where we left mm-hmm. off and, you know, it's a genuinely equitable relationship. Yeah. Like you and Bree are one of those, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it just, you know, life, it gets busy, you oh, know, and yeah. last year, <laughs> two years, you know, we maybe had three or four yeah. dinners and game nights, but when we, when we have them, yeah it's deep, it's meaningful, it's intentional. Um, but it's not like when we don't, we're going,
1: that's not fair or it's not fair. Or do they still like me? Right. You know, what's going on with that?
0: It's, I think that's, I think the holistic framework of, An equitable relationship.
1: Yeah. I have a zinger of a question for you, but first I want to do our commercial break. Uh, Do you want to take this commercial break? I'll let you take the commercial break. Okay. So our commercial break today is for our sponsor, Mayfield Counseling Centers. You've heard us talk about Mayfield Counseling Centers before. Um, If you have not heard of Mayfield Counseling Centers, I would highly encourage you to check out the Mayfield Counseling Centers youtube channel facebook page because we release resources for free on a pretty regular basis um, just to support people and having meaningful conversations and developing meaningful relationships Uh, mayfield counseling centers is off obviously also a counseling center and so if you're in the Co- the state of Colorado, we would love to be able to support you through counseling or connecting you with a counselor. Uh, and that latter option also applies outside of Colorado. We want to make sure that if you are in need of a paid friend or a counselor or somebody to listen and support you, that we are able to offer maybe just the first step or Mm -hmm. just a conversation about what you can be looking out for. Um, And so mayfieldcounseling.com or the YouTube channel or Facebook page, highly encourage you to go check it out. You'll see the rest of our content um, as well as the Monday minute and a few other things as well. So my zinger of the question, does equity change from what we've talked about if we put it into a sphere of political and societal equity?
0: That's, a, I think, a two-part answer. Okay. Um, it does, but it shouldn't. Explain. Well, I, I, I think it, it, it does change, because as an individual within the collaborative society, mm-hmm. um, we haven't or don't experience the way it should be elaborate some more so, for me. Okay. So, let's so think about it. So if 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 we were to implement what we've talked about up to this point yeah. in our everyday life, mm-hmm. how we do business, mm-hmm. how we you know engage with our neighbor, mm-hmm. how we engage in conflict, how we engage in conversation, mm-hmm. um and we apply that to our friends and our our foes and mm-hmm. uh our politics and mm-hmm. our religion and all that kind of stuff. Um, then it shouldn't change Yeah, because we have a healthy understanding.
1: Which I think goes back to the first thing that I mentioned of it's a, it's a personal perception of others because we can't change, you know, we may have some power to change this, the systems in place or the way that we can't really change the way another business does business, but we can change the way that we do business.
0: Well, But think about from, uh, uh, you know, you're know, coming up on an election year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have no idea what's going to happen, right? Um, but it, but DC is in turmoil.
1: Mm-hmm. The and nation.
0: The nation is in turmoil, and so I, I wonder what it would be like for somebody um, in the Senate that's a Republican to cross the aisle to a Democrat and go, "I don't want to. I don't want to debate you on politics right now. I just want to understand." Like, where are you coming from? Mm-hmm. Like, why, why have you arrived at these conclusions? Why have you, you know, where, yeah. where, what has influenced your decision making process? What has influenced uh, your passions? Mm-hmm. What has influenced uh, you? And just get to know that, you making know, so space. Right. So, somebody that is on the extreme right doing that to me on the extreme left or vice versa, mm-hmm. uh,
1: what would that do? Do. Well, so my wife and I watched Hamilton when it came out on Disney Plus, obviously like everybody else. Except for me. (laughs) Except for you. I haven't done that yet. Not everybody did that. I need to, but I I liked it. I really I had King George's song stuck in my head for weeks on end. Um it was awful. It never went away. But one of the things that I was reminded of from my civics class in like middle school was that at the the origination of our nation, the runner up for president became the vice president. Still should be the same way. Which like I, as I heard that, I was like, man, our world would be so different if that was still the case. And I think some of it too, like if we were, if we, if we designed for ourselves a process where in order for me to go forward on something, I'm going to hear the opinions and thoughts of a person who is opposed to me. I think that we would grow as individuals and as programs and oh, yeah. as a society because, you know, I, I talk about conflict and tension a lot with clients and talk about how if you go to the gym and your muscles experience no amount of tension, you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. You're you're not doing it's anything. Not
0: growing. Nothing's happening.
1: Conflict is good. Con- tension is good hearing the opinions and thoughts of somebody who is opposed to you is really beneficial because then we have to wrestle with it. And we have to, we have to be able to acknowledge in an equitable relationship and an equitable approach, being able to being willing to hear from somebody else, an opinion that we are opposed to that has some real strong validity.
0: Well, so if you want to see this like train wreck, like watch a video of a judicial hearing you know, um, <laughs> yeah. with the Senate Judicial Judicial Committee or you know Intelligence Committee or whatever, especially in Britain. Well, or, just or just do our England. our just do our own, and and watch uh, both sides. So I'm not picking on either right. side, but both sides have a witness, and they're asking the witness a question, <laughs> or and then they're then the witness tries to answer. And they say, well, you're not answering the question, answer the question. And the the person's trying to answer the question, but they're not letting them answer the question and they're making statements and accusations about this, that, and the other thing. Like there's nothing equitable about that. Yeah. And and so I think that's the, the where the system is broken. You know, and so if we are calling people to find out the facts and to get yeah. to know the heart behind it, ask the question, sit back and listen. Yeah. But I think that's that that's one thing that I don't think we've talked about. We have to Listen to hear mm. instead of to respond. Yeah. Like I want to get all the therapists in this country to go march up to the House <laughs> of Representatives and the, you know, the Congressional Senate and like, let's let's have it out, people. Yeah. Let's teach you how to listen. We're to group counsel right, well, the we're Senate. Gonna, <laughs> we're gonna group counsel the Senate. Like <laughs> But you wonder why our society is where it is right now. Mm-hmm. Because we have not availed ourselves to that mindset.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think that really, if we come to the table with every person that we encounter and recognize that they have value because they're a person, right. first and foremost, and that they also have something valuable to offer the world, Yep. no matter what, because I, I believe that that's true.
0: And, and I want to emphasize no matter what. Right. Whether you're of... Uh, Muslim faith, of Christian faith, whether you're transgender, whether you're gay, whether you're straight, whether you have you're disabilities, white or whether you're black, whether athlete. you're whatever, like whatever, yeah, it doesn't matter. It does not matter.
1: We all have innate value and something valuable to bring to the table of the world.
0: Period! Exclamation point.
1: And if we if we settle in our hearts that that's true, then I think that really gives us a different approach when we come to somebody else because then. We aren't after, like, how can I leverage my power over this person? To be right. Or how is whatever, this person yeah. going to take power away from me? It's not right. a power struggle. Nope. I think that's where we, you know, if we see equity as the one-to-one, it's a power struggle. Sure. Because a lot of, you know, you may feel like you're starting off with two and the other person's starting off with zero and you don't want to give away your two.
0: Right. And, and you get cornered and it's like, you know, you're a rabbit raccoon in the corner trying right. to protect what you have. Yeah.
1: Or even, you know the opposite side of coming to somebody else that you perceive as like a 10 and you have zero. I think that's not a a right perception of self or the other person. And if we come and we recognize I have value and I have something of value to bring to the table. And I'm also seeing the value that this person brings to the table and would love to engage with it.
0: So do another reframe. What I'm hearing then is equity is basically loving people where they're at Hmm. period
1: Hmm. Hmm.
0: Hmm. and then walking with them as they figure things out
1: Hmm. together yeah maybe we need to do another episode on the word fair because it keeps coming up and it doesn't fit but it kind of fits because it's just it's it's playing fair
0: well it is and maybe we end on this and we come back next time and talk more about the fair piece but is um, you know this whole conversation right now about white privilege and Mm -hmm. you know Black Lives Matter and all these things that really you know for a lot of people elicit strong emotions Mm -hmm. one thing I've come to realize is that I don't want my privilege or my power stripped from me I want to be able to lend it To somebody else i want to be able to go you know what i recognize there's privilege in my upbringing or just because of the color of my skin or whatever it might be and i know i'm opening a can of worms by staying absolutely and i'm okay with that well
1: what i hear is you're you're recognizing what you bring to the table yeah
0: and so i want to be able to freely give that Mm -hmm. versus having that being taken away Mm -hmm. and i think that's where the word fair creeps in of what needs to be fair which means I'm going to take from you mm-hmm. to make sure that my cup is equal to your cup. And it should be a, an act of selflessness
1: mm-hmm.
0: of going, your cup isn't as full as mine. I want to give you something mm-hmm. so that we can have some fairness around yeah. it. But does that make sense? So it's, Your
1: voice is valuable. Your voice should be heard. It's selfless- Here's the ways that... My what I'm bringing to the table can allow your voice to be heard more, not out of a request for a one to one, right? I'm giving you something, so you need to give me something, no. but out of a I have something to give to, to. and so I should, and I want to, and, and I have I the margin to, to and, yeah. and I see the value of you and what you have. So it's
0: selflessness versus selfishness, yeah.
1: And I think, I like, know. I mean, you that's... know, we dive into, so we'll probably continue to dive into some things that are majorly uncomfortable for a lot of people especially in a political sphere and i think for me what i've realized about the world and you know maybe you know 27 years from now i'll see things differently hopefully not but i think it all starts internally the way that we see the world is the is going to impact things more than what we demand of others yeah okay. and so my challenge to our listeners this week is to reflect internally about the equity in your relationships about the way that you are perceiving others and their value and what they bring to the table Mm. and just sit with it does it feel comfortable or uncomfortable are you noticing some relationships that you have not operated equitably with maybe you've tried to take advantage of them or they've tried to take advantage of you and, and not that you should do anything with that right now, but just sit with it and recognize, recognize it. it. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else to add? Well, more?
0: I think to do that, because I don't want to overcomplicate the challenge. I think that's a really good challenge. And uh, I think it's the paying attention to what's going on inside ourselves and making note of it. Yeah. You know, I don't know about, I know you do, but I, I don't know about you know our listeners, but... You know, go buy that 99 cent flip notepad oh yeah you know and and as you're noticing things write it.